0: Song for a Whale. Chapter 32. Our next stop, Skagway, was a pretty town, but it was hard to think about anything but Blue 55. Everything I'd worked for would be happening the next day. I'd gone through so much to make it happen, and then I couldn't believe it was time. At least, I hoped it would be 55's. 55 still wasn't singing. Maybe my song would work, and he'd start singing again. Maybe he heard it. Grandma and I ate burgers and onion rings at a restaurant that used to be an old saloon. When it was time to pay, Grandma handed the waiter a $50 bill and left a big tip. Had some luck in the casino. Nice, keep winning and you can live on the ship all the time. Grandma laughed at that. I wish. After lunch, we did some sightseeing around town. A small crowd in a park watched lumberjacks with chainsaws carved upra- carve upright logs into sculptures of bears and salmon. From there, we wandered into the downtown area. Grandma stopped at the door of a gift shop and asked, Want to look around in here? The shop took up most of the block and had everything from bumper stickers to t-shirts to packaged salmon. Postcards with Alaskan scenery filled a spinning rack. Right then, it hit me how much I'd miss my family. I couldn't stand to think about how worried they were, so I'd been trying not to think about them at all. It wasn't working. I shuffled through a few cards with animals of them, then settled on one with a picture of a breaching humpback and Alaska written in cursive letters in one corner. At the cash register, I paid for the postcard with change from my pocket and stepped aside. With a pen I borrowed from the counter, I filled up my home address on the three blank lines on the back of the postcard. Next to that was space for a short note, which I wrote, Dear Mom, Dad and Tristan, I wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about you. Please don't worry about us. Sorry for leaving without telling you. I just had to find the whale. Love, Iris. When the customer at the counter left with his bag, I showed the cashier the postcard and tapped the place stamp here square in the corner. She pointed across the street and said, post office. I found grandma browsing through the t-shirts, just going across the street to mail this, I told her, be right back. She held up a green, I break for moose t-shirt to check the size. Okay, I'll stay here and look around. I hadn't been to many post offices, just the one near home sometimes, when one of my parents had to mail a package, but this had to be the tiniest post office in the land. It looked more like a little cabin with wood paneling all around the inside walls. Only one person worked there. I wanted to ask if I could go ahead of everyone since all I needed was one little stamp, but that was probably against post office rules. Instead of hanging on to the card to send later, I gave it to the postal worker to mail for me right then. By the time it got to my house, our trip would almost be over, the important part anyway. If Blue 55 was in Appleton, like he should be, I'd be meeting him soon. I didn't see how I'd get any sleep that night, thinking about how close I was to Blue 55, about all I'd done and how far I'd come. We'd be sailing into the Sanctuary's water soon. We might even be sailing by Blue 55 right then. He needed to sing again, so I'd know. I opened the sound file on my phone so I could feel his song against my hand, and I wished he was out there joining in. I didn't get to sleep by six. I'd go out to the front of the ship to watch us pull into Appleton. At some point, I did fall asleep when I woke up Grandma's bed was empty. I sat up in bed wondering where she could be. Maybe she was just out for a walk. That was the kind of thing she would do, but in the middle of the night? I grabbed my coat and wandered into the hallway, empty. Maybe something came up, and she didn't want to bother me, or could this be like the time she took off for the beach without telling anyone? But she couldn't have gone far. We literally were on the ocean. I couldn't think of where to look for her. It was too late for any classes to be going to. Usually, if she wasn't in the cabin, she was out on deck reading or watching the water. It'd be too dark to see much, so I couldn't think of where else to check. The ship was as busy as the middle of the night. The ship was as busy in the middle of the night as it was during the day. People swam in the pools and mingled around the bars, carrying their umbrella drinks. I had to try to think like grandma. Where would she want to go? The casino? Even though I wouldn't be allowed in, I'd have a good chance of spotting her from the wide doorways. A crew member kept his eye on me as I stood at the edge of the casino's entrance, I guess to make sure I wasn't going to run in and try my luck at the slot machines. The place was packed even in the middle of the night. As far as I could tell, though, through the haze of cigarettes and smoke, Grandma wasn't there. Same thing on the opposite side, when I circled around to the other entrance. Some of the machines weren't visible from where I was, so I'd check back later if I had to. It was impossible for one person to search the whole ship, but I looked everywhere I could think of. I even tried the internet cafe in the library. When I didn't find Grandma at the pool, out on deck, or in any of the diners, I went back to the cabin to see if she'd returned. Hmm, still not there. She should have left me a note, at least. Nothing on the desk except the daily schedule and JoJo's business card. I turned to the back of the card where JoJo had written, Customer Relations can page me if you need anything. Did she mean at any time? Of course she would be asleep, but this was important. This wasn't a call for extra towels or a room cleaning. What if something had happened to Grandma? I ran back to the elevator clutching JoJo's card. Maybe the people at the customer service desk wouldn't need to call her, but they'd find Grandma somehow. Surprisingly, I wasn't the only one who needed customer service that time of night. Three people were in the line ahead of me. They couldn't possibly have anything as important as a missing grandma. While I waited, I tried to think of where else to look. Finally, it was my turn. When I stepped off the carpet into the concrete floor in front of the counter, vibrations tickled my feet. I slipped out of my shoes and stood there in my socks. Music was playing somewhere nearby, loud music with those low bass sounds that really shook a radio speaker. The man behind the counter waved to get my attention, saying something that looked like, can I help you? I shook my head and stepped aside to let passenger behind me take his turn. The thread of a memory waited for me to grab onto it, something about what Grandma had said that first night on the ship. The carpet muffled some of the music, but there was enough of a vibration for me to follow it. It grew stronger as I ran, shoes in hand toward the stern. In front of the tipsy Marlin bar, I stopped. During the day, it was always empty. Not now, the bar was packed with people, dancing and laughing and holding drinks. At the front of that crowd, in the lights of the stage, Hands flying was Grandma, a banner hanging from the ceiling read, Tipsy Marlin Karaoke Night. As far as I knew, there weren't any other deaf people on board, but everyone was watching Grandma. This must have been going on for a long time because she taught the audience some sign language. The words Break It Down appeared on the lyric screen, which Grandma signed, then everyone did some weird dance and signed together, Stop Hammer Time. It was like Grandma was signing, a language everyone in the world understood. Mom wouldn't believe this she'd been waiting, wanting grandma to make friends and now it looked like she made a whole roomful watching grandma reminded me of the humpback whales that leapt out of the ocean the symphony players if someone could write grandma's assigning on sheet music every color would be splashed all the way up and down the musical scale and off the page it was too amazed, i was too amazed to be mad at her as i stood there holding my shoes with one hand in one hand i wondered if my own family would feel the same way about what i'd done i'd wandered off too much farther than Grandma ever had. But if they saw that this was where I was supposed to be, that I was doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing, maybe they'd understand just a little the way Grandma looked then. That was how I'd feel when I met Blue 55. She'd also taught the audience how to do deaf applause. Instead of clapping, when the song ended, everyone waved their raised hands. As Grandma stepped off the stage, she got a standing ovation. I didn't care if I wasn't allowed in the bar. I ran to Grandma and hugged her, then stepped back. Uh, How? I couldn't even finish my sentence. Oh, I'm sorry to worry you. I didn't think I'd be gone for so long. I couldn't sleep, so I got up to take a walk around the ship and stumbled upon karaoke night. I mean... I pointed to the stage. That? How did you do that? After I watched some of the performers, someone tried to get me to go up and sing. I told them I'm deaf and they asked me to sign the songs with them. Pretty soon I was doing my own performance and getting the crowd to join in. Looks like everyone had fun, right? yes it did look like everyone had fun more importantly grandma had i wanted to make that trip by myself for the first time i was happy that a plan of mine failed so that i could be right there with grandma chapter 33 the chattering of dolphins filled the water as the pod raced past him they played like this throughout the day falling behind and darting ahead then leaping in front of him he led them to a school of fish they were too large for the whale to filter through his baleen and swallow but they made a feast for the dolphins while they ate the whale circled the fish to keep them close the pod swam slowly weighed down by the meal the whale glided alongside a dolphin and lowered his head an invitation to swim onto his back this is how they communicated soundlessly the dolphin threw herself onto the whale he sank down to keep her just below the surface then propelled his body through the water ahead of the pod this happened once in a great while, this meeting with dolphins. They would find him and spend the day leaping and racing alongside him, chattering. If only he knew what drew them to him, he would try to bring them closer more often. Was it a sound he'd made that was like theirs? If it was, he would sing that sound again and again. He wasn't like them. They didn't sing the same songs, but they understood each other in a way. He knew they had fun diving alongside him, jumping onto his back for a ride through the surf. The whale dove down. Then up to the surface, bursting out of the ocean. The water splashed high around him. When he crashed down on his side, he rejoined the pod, notes of joy waving through his songs. If they could play like this every day, at least for a little while, he wouldn't be so lonely. But dolphins never stayed for long. Chapter 34 This was it, the day when everything I'd planned, all the work I'd done, would come together. It would be worth it because of what would happen in just a couple of hours. Benny joined Grandma and me for breakfast. After loading up my plate at the buffet, all I could do was stare out the window, too excited to eat. It didn't feel like the boat was moving anymore. We were there. Ready? Grandma signed. I nodded but stayed in my seat. Clutching my backpack, the whole reason for the trip was right ahead of me. Of course, I'd have to leave the ship to get any closer to the sanctuary, but I couldn't make myself stand up so many ways ways to fail i thought all right in front of me but i had to try first i checked to see how close 55 was to the sanctuary i'd been avoiding the tracker app since there was nothing i could do about where blue 55 was but now it was worth finding out if i had if we had to hurry off the ship right then or take our time that was if he was seeing at all instead of the dotted line that had been on the screen the last time i'd looked a solid black line traced 55's path when i saw the blinking blue dot that showed where he was I closed the tracker app and set my phone face down on the table. That solid line I'd been so desperate to see had finally appeared. I just didn't expect it to be so far away. I picked up the phone again, even though I didn't want to look. If I left it on the table, it didn't have to be true yet. Maybe the program just needed to refresh, but no. When I reopened it, there was the current time and date. Blue 55 was singing again, but from far away. One of the detours he sometimes took for reasons no one knew. I tried to push away the thought that crept into my mind. I wasn't going to meet Blue 55. Grandma and Benny looked at me with questions on their faces, waiting for me to explain what was wrong. All I could do was hold the phone out for them to see. Washington, Grandma signed. Sanctuary had to know the news. What were they going to do? I opened up their website and found a new post, Operation Tag 55, headed south. Well, folks, nature is unpredictable. We're rel- relieved to find out the Blue 55 is alive and singing, but the bad news is he's nowhere near Appleton as usual. For some reason, he's changed course and is swimming off the Washington coast, heading toward Oregon. We will s- still go forward with the tagging, but it won't happen here. A couple of us will be flying, in, flying to the Marine Mammal Sanctuary in Lighthouse Bay, Oregon, where we expect Blue 55 to be in a few days. We'll work with the staff there to go out to tag 55 with the tracker. No mention of the song that I'd made for him. When I opened my email to send Andy a message to ask about it, I found that she'd already written to me. Dear Iris, well, we have good news and bad news, which you know if you've been keeping up with Blue 55. Here's a link to our latest post, in case you haven't seen it, and to Lighthouse Bay Sanctuary. It's a great place, one I think would be good for 55 to hang out in in for a while, if he wants to, but we'll see what he does. Since they're in warmer waters, they take care of whales and dolphins year round. It'll be interesting to see if Blue55 interacts at all with the animals there. He'd have a captive audience, you could say. I did pass along your song to them, and I'm sorry to say they don't want to play it. We'll have the hydrophone and speaker aboard the boat so we can listen for the whale, but the team wants to just get out there, tag him and get back to the sanctuary without adding anything else to the plan. They're worried that playing the song over the boat speaker would make it harder to hear Blue55. I mentioned playing your song afterward, but they didn't think it was important. Since the goal is to tag him with the tracker, I disagree with them, and think it's interesting to find out if he responded to the recording. But since we'll be at the sanctuary, net, we'll all. Since we'll be at their sanctuary now, it's really their call. Sorry, I don't have better news for you. We'll still broadcast the expedition online, so you'll be able to watch when and if we meet Blue 55, and whenever he does come to Appleton again, we'll play your song for him. I want uh, Andy. I wanted to throw my phone at the wall and watch Andy's dumb message shatter into a thousand pieces. Instead, I pounded the table and shoved my chair back. I couldn't stand to think about what this meant. I handed my phone to Benny so she and Grandma could read the update. Before he changed course, Blue 55 had finally began, had been swimming toward, a friend. I'd felt like we were in this together. Benny showed me the screen of her own phone, where she'd type, Now what? I shrugged. There was nothing to do this didn't make sense nothing in the world was singing back to this whale except for one deaf girl i checked out the sanctuary andy mentioned at least to see where blue 55 would be maybe i'd watched the tagging expedition online after all which i could have done if i'd stayed home with my family and wendell and a bowl of popcorn after grandma handed my phone back to me i clicked on the lighthouse bay link from the message the screen filled with a picture of a blue bay next to a tall white lighthouse topped with a red roof a page labeled the residence showed a picture of each animal at the sanctuary along with a brief description. Some of them were free to come and go, as long as they were healthy. Part of the sanctuary was like a hospital for injured and sick animals, and they lived in either indoor pools or in sea pens until they were rehabilitated and ready to return. The bay was made from an underwater canyon, almost as big as the Grand Canyon, so even the water near the docks and the shore were miles deep, instead of sloping from from shallow to deep water like the beaches I was used to. Some of the animals were retired performers from places like SeaWorld. They were too old or sick to continue doing shows, but they didn't know how to hunt for food in the wild. They lived in these large sea pens, so they had plenty of room to swim around, but still had people to toss fish to them. Without being asked, two of the dolphins there still performed their old show routine three times a day, right on schedule. A beluga whale, whose tail had been injured by a propeller, lived in another outdoor pen. There were also albino animals, such as a pink dolphin, and a seal. Their color made them too obvious to hunt or avoid predators, and they'd been abandoned by their families. It reminded me of the TV movie about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Blue 55 wasn't injured or sick like any of those animals, but maybe he'd feel at home and stick around for a while if he heard a familiar song. I didn't understand what was so hard about playing the song after tagging. The news page on the site had an announcement, that Return of Mara, about a young whale they'd helped rescue two years earlier. She was found stranded on a nearby beach and staff from the Lighthouse Bay Sanctuary was able to return her to the ocean. They weren't sure she'd survive long after that, though she was barely old enough to make it without her mother, who wasn't anywhere around. They named her Mara and tagged her so they could track how she was doing. She surprised everyone by making it on her own. Each summer since then, the Sanctuary staff celebrated when Mara returned to Lighthouse Bay, where the people who'd rescue her could watch her swim. She was there at the bay right then, and was a blue whale, like 55's mother. I wondered if Blue 55 and Mara would be able to communicate a little, if they spent enough time together. She hadn't interacted with other whales much, no telling how much language she had or didn't have. Maybe they could be like Benny and me, and become friends, even though they spoke different languages. Yes, Lighthouse Bay would be the perfect place for Blue 55, and here I was, more than a thousand miles away. I couldn't believe it. If only I would known earlier that this might happen, I could have flown to whatever airport was closest to the Oregon sanctuary and made my way there instead i'd walked onto the ship that was going to keep me from meeting blue 55. my plan was crumbling like the wire insulation in that radio i'd worked on at home all the parts were in place but with nothing to connect them i traced the etched whale on the compass with my finger as i thought about what to do no point in leaving the ship any longer my whole reason for being there was swimming swimming away we'll think of something grandma told me benny nodded in agreement i wanted to believe them even though it was hopeless all the new problems were wrapped up in my head in a tangled ball I couldn't unravel. Even if, on, if only Blue55 had been singing lately, we'd have known where he was and what direction he was headed, instead of getting hit with the news on the day I was supposed to meet him. Maybe it was a last-minute decision, and he didn't feel like telling anyone like Grandma when she took off for the beach that day. Benny tapped me and signed, Paper. I forgot mine. I handed her my notepad. She sat Set it in the middle of the table between her and Grandma. Phone too. Grandma signed. Show me their sanctuary. Grandma scrolled through the lighthouse base site, opened the map on the phone, and scribbled some dates on the notepad. If we rent a car and drive to the sanctuary after getting off the ship in San Francisco, we'll miss him. Grandma scrolled up to the map. Let's see how far it is from Cape Oliver. Before sending the crew, ending the cruise in San Francisco, the ship would stop at one port in Oregon. Benny brought up a map on her own phone, and found the distance to the sanctuary from the last stop, Cape Oliver. Grandma jotted down more dates and a schedule. We'll have a chance if we drive there from Cape Oliver. Maybe we'll even be early. If that's the case, we'll stick around until he gets there. What if he... we can't get back here on time? Even if the ship stayed in port all day, we probably wouldn't make it back after driving all the way, meeting Blue 55, then driving back to the ship. I didn't know what we'd... how we'd get all our things from the cabin and get back to San Francisco to fly home if we really did miss the boat. Plus, Grandma was enjoying the cruise. I didn't want her to miss out on the rest because of me. Grandma shrugged. We'll figure it out. Meeting the whale is the important thing, right? Maybe I wouldn't even get to meet the whale after all, but there wasn't a better plan. Then I thought of a way I could get to Lighthouse Bay on my own. There was no reason for Grandma to miss out any of the cruise. I spelled out B-U-S and pointed to Cape Oliver on the map. Then I wrote, I could go by myself. And Grandma can stay here. Grandma leaned over to read my note. That's too far. I don't want you to go all the way by yourself. I tapped the thumb of a five handshake on my chest to argue back. I'll be fine. Before Grandma could answer back, Benny touched my arm and signed, Kid, and pointed at me. I shrugged, wondering what she was getting at. The ship won't leave a kid behind alone, she wrote on the notepad. They have to wait for you. You can't leave the ship without your Grandma anyway. So... That wouldn't work i really wanted grandma to stay on board she was happy here she found things to do and she was really trying to come up with a way to meet blue 55 for me benny read my note which i wrote okay we'll all drive but we might not make it back before the ship leaves she smiled and wrote something down then set the notepad on the table for us to see the train is faster